The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This week, the Churchwide Assembly for the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America convened in Milwaukee. In the ELCA, we celebrate being one church body organized in three expressions, the local congregation, the synod, and the churchwide organization. And the churchwide assembly brings those three expressions together every three years. Their voting members elected by each of the 65 synods, as well as our synod bishops and assistants to the bishop and the church council, gather to listen for where God is speaking and leading, to bear witness to God's activity in the world, and to take action that shines God's light in the world in solidarity with the poor and the oppressed, calling for justice and proclaiming God's love for the world. I watched worship and plenaries on the live stream from the Wisconsin Center, and while there's much that could be said about Robert's Rules of Order, parliamentary procedure, and hot mic moments during the assembly, what made it extraordinary was the joyful worship and preaching that proclaimed that we are saved by a God whose grace knows no limits. And the actions taken that spoke 
to how God's kingdom is breaking into the world even now. And as I listened and watched, the words from our second reading from the book of Hebrews return to me. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Like us, the audience being addressed in the book of Hebrews were not eyewitnesses to the ministry of Jesus. And they lived in a community that had been founded some years before. Like those Christians who were having trouble holding on to hope when Christ did not immediately return after his resurrection, we too wait for answers from God. And in the midst of daily life, we can become discouraged that evil and sin continue to exist in our world. But the good news of Jesus Christ is that we are not alone or abandoned to our despair or fear. This text tells us first that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Furman University religion professor John Shelley notes, what we hope for is intimately connected to our faith. In the gospel, Jesus tells us where your treasure is, your heart will be also. The places where we commit ourselves, our time, talents, and money reflect the desires of our hearts and they reflect our faith because our lives are lived in response to the grace we have been given the hopes we hold for ourselves our church and the world cannot be separated from our faith one of the actions that churchwide assembly took was to adopt a memorial that encourages our synods and congregations to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the ELCA's ordination of women in 2020, the occasion of the 40th anniversary of the ordination of women of color in the Lutheran tradition in the United States, and the 10th anniversary of the ELCA's decision to remove the barriers to ordination for people in same-gendered relationships. I am so very grateful that the ELCA recognizes the diversity of gifts that women's ordination brings to this church. And I am grateful to this congregation for calling me as Ascension's first female pastor. But I lament that many congregations throughout the ELCA still refuse to recognize the calls of women in ministry, people of color, and our LGBTQIA siblings in Christ. For all who have been told that they cannot serve in our denomination or elsewhere, our church-wide affirmation of women in ministry witnesses 
that the way of Jesus is the way to become who each of us most truly is as a child of God. Our action sustains hope for those who do not yet see a way forward. The text also tells us that faith is the conviction of things not seen. As Shelley writes, faith is not supported by the surrounding culture. We forget sometimes how political Jesus was. He challenged the existing systems and leaders on behalf of those who were suffering or ignored, and ultimately, he was executed for it. In Luke's gospel particularly, he speaks up for the poor with more than 30 references to wealth, money, possessions, and alms in Luke Acts alone. We cannot listen to Jesus' words and think he doesn't have something to say about how we spend, save, and give. Rolf Jacobson, a professor at Luther Seminary, tells the story of how one time he started tipping more, and then he realized he was noticing more often the people who are dependent on tips. It's not just waitstaff at restaurants. It's service personnel who don't have living wages and often don't have benefits that provide health care or retirement savings. It's drivers and hairdressers. Again, we hear Jesus, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Budgets are faith statements, and at the churchwide assembly, one of the first celebrations was that always being made new, the campaign for the ELCA exceeded its goal, raising more than $250 million in support of new and existing ELCA ministries. Those gifts will provide needed revenue to expand ministries for supporting congregations, leaders in the global church, and addressing hunger and poverty. And we can and should celebrate the ways God will be made known. Later in the week, the assembly adopted the three-year budget for the churchwide expression, which designated 75% of the expenses to support and grow vital congregations here in the US and to grow the Lutheran church around the world provide relief and development to help end hunger domestically and globally, provide coordination and support for churchwide ministries, and support and develop current and future rostered and lay leaders in the ELCA. Clearly, we long to participate in the beautiful kingdom work that God is doing through the church. But then one of the last pieces of business that the assembly engaged was the discussion of a cost-saving measure that was taken earlier this year that changed the health care benefits for the employees at the churchwide organization. 
the assembly was asked to, to consider restoring those benefits. And the difficult discussion highlighted the challenge of managing money, people, and ministry. It also importantly affirmed our own social statement that acknowledges how health and health care depend not only on personal responsibility, but also upon other people and conditions in wider society. The statement reads, such interdependence is at odds with the common message of this individualistic society, but it flows from the biblical vision of wholeness. We cannot make decisions about our lives and about the lives of those around us apart from our faith. In the verses that follow those that I read, the writer of Hebrews shares the stories of he heroes of faith, including Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and reminds us that as Shelley notes, faith may provoke hostility and ridicule. And it also presents itself as courage. Several of the actions taken this week by the assembly required great courage. After 30 years, the ELCA has even fewer people of color than our predecessor bodies of the ALC and LCA did. In fact, we are the whitest denomination in the United States. No single action or set of actions can change that reality quickly. But the assembly took three actions that begin to address our history and our future. First, the assembly apologized to the African descent community for our historical complicity in slavery and its enduring legacy of racism in the United States and globally. The second action recalled the events of June 17, 2015, when a young man baptized and raised in an ELCA congregation in the Carolinas murdered nine people at Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston. In commemoration of those nine martyrs, June 17th was designated as a day of repentance, grounded in prayer. And the third action was the adoption of an unambiguous resolution to condemn white supremacy proclaiming that the love of God and the justice and mercy of God are for all people, without exception. There is a Zulu proverb shared with us by Bishop Darren Moore of the AME Zion Church that says, when a thorn pierces the foot, the whole body must bend over to pull it out. We cannot follow Jesus, but expect others to do the hard and necessary work to address systemic racism in our nation and within the church. 
There are many more examples from church-led assembly that connect faith and scripture to our everyday lives and the lives of our neighbors. And they remind us that we are part of the body of Christ in all its beauty and all its mess. I encourage you to learn more about the actions the assembly took, but also to look at your own actions and decisions and see how your faith informs your lives in the everyday. Our faith is alive. It is hope-filled. It is relational. And it is public. It is our faith in Christ whom we proclaim crucified and risen that gives us courage to confront evil and sin in the world with the confidence that God prevails. The writer of Hebrews assures us we do not need to be discouraged and we are not without hope. Let us pray. Creator God, we give you thanks for the world created by your word and for your Son who shows us your kingdom. Forgive us when we fail to put our faith in your promises. By your Holy Spirit, strengthen and give us courage to seek justice for all your children. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.